Welcome to Prosper. I'm your host, Anna Maria Blevin. And this episode has a dark and a light side to it. I'm just letting you know in advance. It's all about military transition and the struggles and the trials and tribulations that come along with that. So especially if you are a veteran and you are in that position, please, please, please don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Today, we are going to be talking about another pathway to prosper, but this path that I am talking about with Brian Gibson, the founder of Project Die Hard, is a path that goes through a tunnel, a tunnel of darkness, a tunnel of depth of despair, and by a miracle comes out on the other side. Brian, welcome to Prosper. Oh, thank you for having me. You are on such a mission. And if you're comfortable, I would love for you to share the story behind Project Die Hard. Oh, I'm more than comfortable. First and foremost, I believe in God Almighty, because only through His grace am I here to talk with you today. I did 26 years in the United States Army as a combat medic. I self-medicated with alcohol to the point where I had a 45 in my mouth. I got a phone call from a buddy of mine that was going through some stuff. He's a fellow veteran. And he goes, what are you doing tomorrow? And I went, nothing, because I had nothing planned. Right? Well, he took me downtown Paducah, Kentucky, because that's where we're based in to the old Finkel building. Now, the old Finkel building is a pink building downtown, right? Very historic building. But this is where I know God has a sense of humor because he started a biker church in a pink building. Pastor Dennis Lawrence there, they were having this big shindig, raising funds for their church, and, you know, it was just a great thing. But Pastor Lawrence actually took the time to listen to me, not to talk to me, but to listen. And through his intervention, I stand here today. Uh, six years ago, I get the phone call from the wife of one of my best friends. Uh, we did three tours together. When I say a brother in arms, I mean it. And she was hysterical. Doc, 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 what do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, you got to take a breath. You got to tell me what is going on. He's hanging in the garage. That's when I said something more had to be done. That's when I had a discussion with my father. Everybody goes, you talk to God? Yeah, I talk to God. Don't you? <laughs> you know, I talk, and I talk to him, praying, pray all the time, but when you got something bothering you, talk to him. I said, Lord, something more has to be done. I'm a soldier. I need a mission. And he gave me one, Project Die Hard. Very fitting. Very fitting. We started in 2018 after we got our nonprofit status because we are, first and foremost, transparent. Anybody can request our financials. No problem. We were raising funds 
for 114 acres here in Western Kentucky, where we were going to build a place called Fort Hope, because we are based off Romans 15, 13. It's all hope. Well, that was 2018. 2019, we just get our feet rolling. We're just moving along. And then good old 2020 hit. We all know what happened in 2020. But during that time, a story was done on me and the mission in the Veterans of Foreign Wars Still Serving campaign, which led to the Haven of Love Christian Daycare nonprofit to call and say, would you be willing to come up to Makanda, Illinois and tell us about your mission? I will travel anywhere and talk about this mission, about God's grace, about his love, his anywhere. Well, he, they took me through 20 acres and through this 10,000 square foot building. And he goes, could you use this for your mission? And I went, well, of course we could. But there's no way we can afford this. None. Ain't no way. He goes, good. We're donating it to you. I've been around the world. I've seen some stuff. There's not a lot that surprises me. But that took my the wind out of my sails. <laughs> All the way home, I was calling my board members. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We finally have it location we have finally have land we got a place and one of my board members asked well, can we afford to do this and i went no we can't but you know what we're going to because i will not take god's blessing and say hold on let me put this to the side and then i'll get to no no this property is named forward operating base rush named after Sergeant Courtney Rush of the United States Air Force. Unfortunately, she lost her fight to the demons January 3rd, 2012. This is how we are going to name every one of our facilities, because we intend on putting one in every state. Yeah. And that's how we're going to name them, because I don't want people to forget that the war still goes on here at home. That's right. Yeah, we we may have come home from the battle, the battlefield in the theater of war, only to come home to a home front battlefield. I was explaining that in the last podcast, uh, that there is a home front battlefield that most people don't even know exists. But when a warrior and a veteran comes back, they are not coming back to the same life that was here before they left. Uh, the family is different. Uh -huh. The job situation, it most likely is different and not in a good way. And that's why there's a lot of homeless veterans. There's a lot of homeless veterans that have self-medicated because the pain and the struggle and, oh my gosh, the stress is just so overwhelming. And VWAS has gotten started because when you're in a depth of despair and you're in a struggle and the stress is overwhelming and you've got all these questions, what do I do now? Who do I go? Where do I go? I have this need. I have that need. 
And so what, what do I do? And of course, we all know to call the VA. And we know how sometimes that transpires out. Right. How many stories have we seen where the veteran goes out to the parking lot? Right. And does that. I, I, it's just... Right. There's no one entity, no one organization, no one person that can do it all. No, but Justin is definitely doing his best to bring 5,000 plus resources, sources, and information all together so that it's more like a kiosk. Hey, I need information for family counseling. Push this button and you've got it. And it's in your local area. I need this information concerning treatment for for this for this situation. Or I've developed slaps um, a syndrome and now I don't know what to do. So maybe, you know, I'll push this button. <laughs> but he's doing more than that. He's doing one-on-one hand-holding, which, Brian, I know when you're in the depth of despair, you need the hand-holding. You need that little encouragement because it may be a little encouragement that makes a big difference, like it did for you. Well, and again, this is... Our mission is to build a safe, secure place where a veteran can come for a day, a weekend, a week, a month, up to a year. Right. And interact with their brothers and sisters. Right. And talk. It's safe. It's secure. Now, uh, Again, not one not one organization can do it. We are specializing in the housing and bringing all those resources to a physical place that if a veteran in the area just wants to come for a weekend seminar on blacksmithing, that's where that place. If they just need to come in the afternoon, go down, get a fishing pole, throw a, a line out there in the pond, right, and just sit, that's what we're there for. Yeah. And again, if they need the year of you no know, utilities, foods provided, all that, then we move into that side. Right. But then that goes into, okay, we find them, we help them, then what do we do? Right. And that's where I'm so happy that I have met you on another platform. Right. And the other organization that you are involved in, to me, that just fits perfectly. Because Onward and Upward is, once they're done with us, a place where we can do the warm handoff. I can say, Emery, I got Johnny here. He's good to go. We need to get him an apartment, get his resume typed up, and we need to get him a job. That's your organization there is perfect yes. to work. And we can actually even work within the first year that he's on your in your fob. Yes. Now, let me ask you a question. Brian, when you say fob, you and I know what a FOB is. Well, all of our brothers and sisters in the military know what the FOB is. 
Does anybody feel like when you're when you say fob rush that it's a trigger? No. Okay. Nobody's nobody's ever because a fob, right? Was that safe, secure place when you're downrange? There you go. Where you could go get a shower, a hot meal, possibly do your laundry. It was that safe safe haven. And you remember when it was used to be called a garrison. <laughs> it, well, again, again, a garrison is a post. Okay. Right? That's a division type thing. That's a garrison. But we're still going to build Fort Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, our goal there is to house a hundred veterans. Yes. Yes. Wow. Right? Yes. But that's going to be the national headquarters because we are going to put one in every state. Yes. And it's been my dream with Onward and Upward to be having a community online work center in every state. So it goes hand in hand. But that's you know, going to be a... Yes. Yeah. But I noticed that if the person that was at the community online work center was having housing insecure issues, they miss work. Mm -hmm. They missed work because they didn't know where they were going to lay their head, literally lay their head that night. But as long as that was all taken care of in a shelter or with a friend or however way it was taken care of. And in some cases, we were able to get them into an apartment because they had been, had spent enough time, gotten enough income where we could get them into an apartment. Now they're not missing work. Now they're 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 good to go as far as, you know. Uh, with that. So we always had the component of housing that was missing. Whereas you got that and you're just missing employment. So again, putting it all together, just like you do a mission, you get your mission essential task list with all of your sources and source resources all put together. And what's really cool is Brian, you and I are also working with JR and JR has got equine yeah. therapy. Yeah. Again, if we all take our individual missions and bring them all together, right? Imagine what we could do. I know. And again, using the training that we received in the military, and you and I know exactly how to put together a mission, how to get that plan made, how to get it executed. And then, of course, we do the AAR afterwards to know exactly what it is that we could be doing better. All the time. All the time. You, you know, you have to look back and say, okay, how did that work out? Yep. How are we going to do that better? So for my audience, an AAR is an after action report. And it's basically threefold. What went right? What went wrong? What we, could we do better? <laughs> it's, well, it's very I just, simple. <laughs> I just spent the morning. We had a contractor van delivered to us or donated right wow great but i just better dropped it off i'm waiting to hear the ouch of what it's going to take to get it back up to a standard because we have a veteran that we have been helping and Praise God, today is day 182, clean and sober. Yes. Okay. They're working to get their driver's license back. This veteran is experienced in the carpentry and the, right? He has all the tools 
So we want to give him this van to say, hey, you're clean, you're sober, you need to get to and from a job. Yep. Here you go. Yep. But what a lot of people don't understand is our great intentions are great intentions. Yeah. But it takes money to do this. Yes, it does. And that brings me to our first annual fundraiser, 222 to Save 22. And it just makes sense that this would be the way to go. We're raising awareness, although I'm not so sure we really need to raise awareness so much as we need to raise the awareness of the fact that we can be doing something about this. In total agreement. I love all the people that do the push-ups and, right, they got that down pat. They're doing the awareness. But we are the ones that we're boots on the ground. We are boots on the ground. We're boots on the ground. We're working. Yeah. I mean, I have some other organizations I work with that's off the top of my head. People's Patriot Project. I went up to Minnesota to one of their events to help them, you know. And yes. it's just it's just the way that we support one another. Yes. Okay. It's that unified front. Yes. That people have to know that if they support Project Die Hard, they're also supporting Onward and Upward. And vice versa. And vice versa. It's it's that. Yes. Because only together can we do more. Right. Right. Absolutely. And so we have uh, three other organizations that are working in concert as a coalition. And we are all banding together all of our talents, our passions, resources, and sources. And it's culminating in our first annual 222 to Save 22. And it's, uh, it's to honor the fallen. It's to honor those that are on the brink of joining the fallen. And we want to put a stop to this. We, and we know that by allowing them to have housing and employment and treatment and building a life, like, I, like my husband once called it, having a life that's worth living, they won't be at the other end of a barrel. There won't be a 45. There won't be any of that situation that uh, takes them out of living situation and gives them something to hope for. And did you know that the root word of prosper is hope? Mm-hmm. And so it's very fitting that the very first go of the Prosper podcast would have you on, Brian. It's, again, it's, if we can catch them, I have my demons. I fight them daily. And it's a fight. But I've been taught. Because I, look, I'm not, I go to counseling. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. No. Nothing, right? Right. But I've been taught how to handle a trigger. I've been taught how to ground myself. Do some triggers harm me differently than others? Oh, yeah. I got ones that they manifest differently. And, you know, it's, but again, this is an onward learning thing. Yes. And that's where our facilities come in play. Because here's a safe, secure place where they can learn, hey, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. Now, 
uh, we didn't talk about our special niche. We're taking veterans with their families because we believe in family is a nucleus that needs to prosper. Yes. Yes. Okay, so, yes. So if, if a veteran needs to get into an in-depth program for the addiction, whether it be alcohol, whether it be drugs, whatever it is, if they need to get into that 30, 60, 90 day in-depth, right? We're not going to do that. We've already partnered with some people that actually do that. That's awesome because you need the support of your family to get through that. Well, you do, but most won't go to those programs because they have to is my family, family okay? Right. Are my children being fed? Is yeah, and again, we're gonna take it case by case. Right. But we could bring the family to our properties. Yeah. Get them housed up, get them safe and secure so that veteran can concentrate on themselves. Yes. When they go into those in-depth programs. Yes. And sometimes when you're back out, hey, they got a place to come and get back to society. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes when you're going through those programs, there's times where it's tough. It's absolutely, it's not easy to go through these programs, but having the warmth of, I want to say in the bosom of your family, but you get that, um, knowing that, that your family is there, not just morally and, but physically <laughs> helps a great deal. Absolutely. Yes. I, I don't know of any veteran, actually, Brian, that was able to go through the depths of despair without counseling. I mean, we all need it. Again, we all need it. But I mean, myself, I didn't realize it until I got to that point. Right. I was out spreading the mission and I had an individual and he asked me a very serious question. He goes, if you're God, I love when they start with that question. Well, he's everybody's God. Just get that straight. But if your God is so great, why did he let you drink until the point where you had a 45 in your mouth? And I went, that's a solid question. And I asked him, what do I do now? Because you're running a nonprofit. Yep. And when I can sit down under the gazebo with a brother or sister who just went through that, I can say, I've been there. I know it. Now let's work through this. Right. Right. That's why my organization is onward and upward. <laughs> and yours is Bob Rush. Well, it's, it's more than Project just that. Project Die Hard. I got That's that. It. Project Die Hard. I heard. Yeah, never quit. You're Die Hard. Okay. Never quit. I was always taught in my career, suck it up, buttercup, the mission, the mission, the mission. Yep. And I got it. I understand it. But I still say every once in a while, you have to take a knee. You have to regroup, refocus, and then carry on with the mission. Yes. We just want to, we just want to give our, my brothers and sisters, that opportunity. Absolutely. 
and you they can take a knee and they can take a breath. Many times I was telling my my people at the Community Online Work Center, let's just take a breath. And sometimes that's that is the most cleansing moment a person could have that makes an incredible difference for moving forward. And this is what you've got. That's why you have a forward operating base. <laughs> because when people enter into your program of Project Die Hard in your forward operating base, they are committing to the rest of their lives. That's it. It's moving forward. Yes. Okay. Again, we've had this discussions on other platforms. We are here for veterans that want the help. I'm not saying we're going to be able to handle everybody, but there is an application process to come and be a year-long resident at our properties. Right. You have to understand that this isn't free. You're not going to get charged, but this isn't free. Right. You know. Right. uh, We call it a tough love. Right. Absolutely. So... With having said all of all that we've shared with our with the audience of Prosper, I invite Prosper audience to get in touch with you to get more information. And how would they do that? Well, you can visit our webpage, projectdiehard.org. Uh, we're on Facebook, Project Diehard22. We're on Instagram, Project Diehard. There's a myriad of ways to get a hold of us. Good. But I have to ask your listeners, will you give us the ammunition to fight this war on veteran suicide? Visit our website. Become that monthly patron. We ask for $22 a month, 71 cents a day. That's all we ask for. Every patron that gives, whether it's $22 a month or $22,000 a month, in my eyes, you're all a patron. You all get the same right to come to the property wherever we're at and see where your money is going. I just have a small caveat. Bring work gloves and muck boots because there's always going to be something that needs done. We are always looking for volunteers. You may have that skill, that voice that a veteran needs. Again, we're fully transparent. I personally do not take a salary. None of my board members get paid. But we know we're going to have to hire professionals. Again, that's where that $22 a month comes in. Uh, Grants, we apply for them, but a grant is not a guarantee. Right. We do have corporate sponsorship available. But again, the more we get the mission out there, the faster we'll get Fabrush up and running and then we just move on to the next one. Right, exactly. And this is this the first one is going to be in the southern part of Illinois? Yes, Macanda, Illinois. Okay. And everybody goes, well, why did you start in Illinois? That's where you got your donation. Yeah, that's where we got the land donated. Yes. So, hey, that's where we're starting. Yep. All right. Uh, we got veterans all over the United States. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I always have been saying homeless and veterans should not be used in the same statement, but we Mm -hmm. all know that this is a reality and we want to put a stop to that because we know that homeless veterans are also the ones that are checking out. 
and those that are near homelessness as well. So we've got to do something to stop that. Thank you, Brian, for what you're doing with Project Die Hard. And um, I'm hoping that a year from now, when we're on Prosper, we're sharing testimonies of folks that have gone through your program, my program, my program, with your program, and are now living better lives. Well, again, thank you for having me on and for sharing our mission. I look forward to working with Onward and Upward. I know it's going to be a fruitful and blessed relationship. Yes. But again, thank you for having us on and letting me share the mission. Thank you, Brian, and all the best to you and Project Die Hard. You know what? In this episode with Brian, we have had a lot of revelation. I'm not exactly sure if everybody that's hearing this podcast is fully aware that there is a battlefield here at home once you've left the battlefield of war. There's a new war. The war is the fight for life. When you come back and your family is not the same as you left, when you come back and you may not have a job, all of a sudden your world is upside down. And yes, we raised our hand and we said we were going to do our bit to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States and our freedom that many of us have paid with our lives. We hope that when we come home, we are going to be coming home to a family that still loves us and a job that we can still count on, but that's not always the case. As the case happened with Brian, he had come to his wit's end and he was almost a statistic, a suicidal statistic, and come to find out that only by a miracle, the 45 did not go off in his mouth. That's why he has Project Die Hard. Die Hard, think about that from somebody who almost became a a suicidal statistic. His project Die Hard is wanting to be there in ways that has never been there before for those of us that are in situations that need housing, that need employment, that need treatment. Our families need things, our kids need things, and we need each other in the process of getting those things. So I hope you have it in mind to go to his website, Project Die Hard, learn more about what is taking place in Illinois. And just imagine for your, just a moment, what this would look like if every single state in the United States had a FOB, a forward operating base, operating place where veterans, warriors, and their families could come and be able to get back on their feet, stay on their feet, and forever be living and not dying. Until next episode, be on your path to prosper.